Welcome to the most unexpected episode of the Infinite Boost podcast that I have ever recorded. And I mean that in the best way possible. Sometimes things just happen and they happen for all of the right reasons. And this is a version of that. This episode is just a version of being ready for whatever life has to offer for you. So enjoy because I enjoyed it and I know you'll enjoy it. All right, everybody, welcome to what I would consider a very interesting episode of the Infinite Boost podcast. Uh, I'm going to be transparent with you. It is 10 p.m. my time, uh, the the day before. So this is Tuesday and the episode comes out tomorrow morning. And I, I was really planning on sending out a message that I didn't have anything recorded. I was away for a week. I kind of put it off. Uh, and then I got, I just happened to get a DM in on Discord, somebody that said that they enjoyed the show. I didn't have anything and it just happened to work out. And I thought, why not? And just see what happens. So I am joined here by uh, Liam. Liam, how long have you been listening to the show? Uh, I actually just started listening to the show about three weeks ago and I started my, started back up my summer job. Nice. Well, uh, I, I'm glad. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to the show. Uh, and you just decided to DM me and said that, hey, if you want to talk sometime, um, let's do that. And I was like, usually I say thank you. And I don't know. I, I never know if something's going to come of it. And I just happened to be in need. And you said, hey. And, and so here we are. So it worked out there for both of us. Um, so Liam, uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about, uh, your whole Rocket League situation? How long have you been playing and what's, what's your Rocket League deal? Oh boy. Um, well, so I just graduated high school this year, about four weeks ago. Um, I would say I started Rocket League. I'd say I first downloaded it on PS4 around summer after seventh grade for me actually i remember my brother my brother who's three years older than me he's gonna be a senior in college next year he's um just came home not a gamer whatsoever i'm i'm a i'm the only gamer in the household and he comes home and he's like he's like dude i got this really cool game we could play together and i'm like okay give it a shot and just driving cars around in circles and not hitting the ball whatsoever and it was just amazing so fun just continue from there i guess so it's it's been a while for you then that you've been playing yeah yeah what kind of games would you play before rocket league um well i would say i didn't i mean i just started gaming probably a year or two before rocket league i pretty much only played like minecraft and call of duty that was pretty much it the classic games yep classics okay so now what do you play? Do you still, do you play other games besides Rocket League or are you just like a Rocket League grinder now? Um, as of this year, I've mostly been playing Rocket League, Escape from Tarkov, and Warzone with some of my baseball buddies. So there are a few other games that you're still sneaking in every now and then. Yeah, yeah. All right. Are you still on PlayStation, or have you migrated over to the Master Race yet? I have migrated to PC around my sophomore year of high school. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Have you have you decided where you're going to be, or are you going to be uh, going to college then? Yes, actually. Um, this one might be an interesting one. Not a lot of people... Uh, or a lot of people are actually surprised about this usually when I tell them, but basically next year I will be attending the University of Manitoba in Winnipeg. Oh, are um, you are you Canadian? I am not. I'm born and raised in Minnesota. Oh right, yeah. Um, about, and you're going to Canada. Yeah, yeah. About nine minutes out of um, St. Paul and Minneapolis, uh, just a suburb right outside. Um, oh, and interesting. So like right across the border. Uh, yeah. So it's basically it's basically uh, eight hours north of me, eight hour drive, oh, but only, only oh, about a, okay. yeah. So, um, basically like Canada or the colleges in Winnipeg, mm -hmm. they have reciprocity with Minnesota only. So 
Oh, that's super interesting. Yep. Minnesota students will get in, in not in-state because it, it's not a state there, but um, basically they get the same tuition as somebody living in Winnipeg. So basically oh. um, my four years of college each year is only going to be like 10 grand or less probably. Yeah, because so, I mean, being a local really helps with those college expenses for sure. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Well, do you know if they have a Rocket League team yet or not? I don't, but my parents have been like like telling me, oh, you need to find something or if there's not something, you got to make something. And I'm like, I really want to do something. And I'm, I no idea what I'm going to major in. I'm still undecided. I have a few things, but like I'm so into computers and I'm so into Rocket League and I just so just mixed up right now and I have no idea what's going on. So I mean, blue. <laughs> As as somebody almost twice your age, you know, sometimes I don't know what I'm doing. So don't feel like you're doing something wrong if you don't know what you want to do with yourself yeah. right now. That's well, I think it's I think it's cool though that your parents are supportive of the whole Rocket League thing as well. Like they Yeah, they definitely used to be all like video game addiction addiction, get off there, you know what I'm saying? But now that they they, they know that I'm somewhat decent at this game. Not decent in my opinion but they know that i'm somewhat good at this game and they're like and then maybe so come from it <laughs> yeah so how how did you like show them or how did you approach them to show that like there's value in in playing a video game like rocket league um so i would say like all throughout the past i'd say since eighth grade i've always been a gamer and i've always been watching youtube and watching twitch and you know all these different things wasn't a tv kid because i was just so into video games but um basically i would just my dad is the type to um always be interested in what his kids are interested in that's so awesome. i would always just be able to talk to him about you know you know how these people these these YouTubers, these Twitch streamers, and whatever, how they make it work, how they make income off of it, you know? You have to be mm -hmm. good or, like, funny, or, you know, you have to do something. There's got to be something special about you, and these people are making a living off of it, and, I don't know, he's just, he's just always been a listener and understanding, so. Huh. What does he do? Does he, like, own a business or do something on his own, or he's just a very open-minded dude? Very open-minded. Both of my parents are actually in education in the school district here in my town. Okay, that makes yep. sense then. My dad is a principal at an elementary school. Okay. And my mom, um, uh, she's like a. There's a program called AVID for junior high and high school. Yeah, students. yeah. I'm I'm familiar with AVID. They have that yeah. in school districts here where I'm yeah, from. Yeah, they as have well. it a bunch of places over the country. So my mom is the main coordinator for that for avid in this school district and so before oh, nice. before covid happened she would like travel to like texas and some other places out west and like do trainings and train other teachers over there but, huh. nice a yeah. buddy of mine was a principal at a school like local where i am he was a principal um and they had a pretty active avid program and they were trying to get like nationally recognized as like a, as like a, not foundational school, but like a, a one that does AVID very well. I, I think I know exactly what you're talking about. And because, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Well, <laughs> yeah. So he, um, he had me edit together a video, like record and then edit a video, which was a part of their presentation. So, um, I got, I didn't, I don't know a lot about the AVID program. I actually was an AVID teacher for a year. I used to be a teacher. And at the really? school that I taught at, I taught AVID for a year. So I'm actually more oh. familiar with it than I'm trying to let on. But I recorded <laughs> and edited this video for him as well. So I've had an odd amount of experience with AVID. So it's funny that your mom is also involved in that. Yeah, wow. 
So, um, do you think, do you feel like you have any aspirations or desires to get into content creation or doing something like that since you've had discussions with it or you're just, that's just you showing like, you know, being somebody that is a gamer or involved in internet things isn't just like frivolous hobby anymore. Um, I mean, I've always been interested in content creation, but I've always had that thought in the back of my head. That's like, yeah, it's it's really going to take something, you know, mm -hmm. I, when I was back in junior high, I would make, I would like edit YouTube videos for my gold rocket league clips, you know, <laughs> that one, that one ceiling shot that I would hit out of a hundred tries. And, um, this winter, um, so we still had online learning this year for my high school. Mm -hmm. And this winter I had a lot of time playing video games and stuff. So I was just like, you know, why not stream? So I just started streaming a little bit. Didn't really get a following of any sort. I have maybe two or three 12 year olds that like watching me because <laughs> they're, they're gold and they think I'm really good. So <laughs> I mean, compared to compared to most and I don't. Okay, so I don't want to spoil it because you already told me so uh, go through like where you are with Rocket League now. As in rank? rank yeah, class? like rank, skill level. Like, give me, give me an overall assessment without like trying to put yourself down. Because I mean, everybody's where they're at, and that's okay. Just because you're not SSL doesn't mean you're bad. So, without like thinking, being modest or putting yourself down, like where where are you right now, rank wise, skill wise, with Rocket League? To me, I genuinely believe I am champ three. I have been sitting champ three for the past three, uh, two, two to three seasons. Um, even after like the mix-ups with MMR, I've been making my way back up to champ three and then sitting there. And then, I mean, so here's the thing. I checked, so I checked my Epic account, logged back into the one that I had on PS4. I think I've been champ since season nine. Okay. And... I've not made it any further. I've been sitting here in Champ Three, just just hanging out, just hanging out. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, still Champ Three is like top what four, five, six percent of the player yeah. base. So you're still pretty good. What do you feel like your strengths are in the game of Rocket League? Um, speed and probably. Aerial mechanics, for sure. What, what are your biggest weaknesses? Ground play and probably decision-making. Be So talk to me more about uh, decision-making. Like what, um, when you say you're, it's a weakness, why is it a weakness for you? I'd say it's definitely gotten better over the past year, but um, I play a lot of twos. I'm not big into threes or even ones and mostly just twos um but you know over committing into a corner leaving my teammate back for a 2v1 or even 1v1s just never really ended up good <laughs> <laughs> so how if you so if you've been champ three for this long um wh I, what do you do with most of your time in rocket league so like when you log onto the game, what's your what's your routine or do you have a routine? What are the things you do? As of right now, I don't really have a routine. I mostly just play a bunch of free play, do some rings, some workshop rings, and then just hop into some casuals and then hit some probably play about like five casuals, get warmed up and then play a few few ranked and then that's usually all the time I have. I just really haven't had time since spring started this year like like this moment that i got home and i messaged you and i said oh, i just got home from a baseball game like this is probably the best moment we would be able to have to talk <laughs> i've yeah. just been so busy with with school and things yeah baseball you know getting ready for college i work from 8 to four thirty every day and then i go straight to a baseball game and it's just not much time to me just haven't had a lot of time yeah that's fair that's fair i mean 
they we we keep high schoolers busy these days so oh yeah I, I don't blame you for that so then let me ask you this when you're playing ranked games or when you're just playing actual games what is your what is your mindset going into the games what are you focusing on when you're in those games um man that's a that's a big, deep question right there. Welcome um, to the Infinite Boost podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would say f- first first game, first rank game, I usually just want to play fast, hit the ball where I want to hit the ball, support my teammate. Um, and then usually in my mind, uh, what I do is whatever happens in the first game, I usually want to take it to the next games and see like, so like if I didn't do this certain thing in the first game, I want to focus more on that in the next game. And if I, it just kind of just chains, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I just take what I didn't do in that game and then focus on in the next game and just so on. Sure. No, I, I like that. I like that. So if, if you if you were going to go into like a series of games right now knowing what you know that like your decision making is weak what what do you think that you would focus on or how would you change the way that you play to be better at decision making or what do you think how do you think you would change the way that you play to be quote unquote like making better decisions so, um, usually like, like this happens. So, um, usually what just happens is I try to play more passive and more supportive with my teammate. And a lot of times that just ends up me being too passive and ending, ending up like they're just beating me to balls and I'm hesitating on, um, contesting a ball or something. And then it just, just snowballs downhill. Mm-hmm. Are you champ three in twos as well? Because you mostly play twos. So when you say yeah. champ three, is that like yeah. in twos? Yeah. And then I, so I believe I'm champ three in twos and then champ two in threes and ones. But I just don't play much of either of those. Right. I'm, I'm curious what you think about this because we were at, somebody asked me this in the discord earlier today about, and this was for threes and I don't pl- like, I mostly just play threes. I think just because it's what I'm comfortable with and and what I enjoy playing, though I don't really mind twos, um, and I think I'm just completely resistant to ones. But he asked me like, where do you feel the most beneficial third man rotation should land, hover at? Wait, like that was his question. And obviously, I don't necessarily want to take you out of your comfort zone and talk about um, threes, but I think even in twos, it's even more. Uh, like you have to be even more critical of the decisions that you're making because if you put yourself out then there's literally nobody else Mm -hmm. behind you like i can make a bad decision in three sometimes on when to challenge something and there's probably going to be at least one person behind me but in twos usually if you over aggress you're done (laughs) yeah exactly you're either leaving yourself with the net wide open or uh you know, you're putting your teammate in a horrible, horrible position. And that's actually something that too fast said on an episode was like, he was just put like making challenges that, um, didn't need to happen. And he was putting his teammate in bad positions on a really consistent basis. Mm -hmm. So what's it going to take for you to like, do you think, what do you think it is that keeps you playing the way that you're playing? If you know that it's something that you do why Um, still do it you know i would i hate to like make this excuse but i just am not getting to play that much to be honest with you yeah um and when i do it's just like um so many things are going on around me my brain just feels like scrambled eggs like yeah a lot of times when i get on like nowadays it's just like i'm just mindlessly playing ranked twos 
Yeah. Just no, I feel you. Ball when I need to, not going for it when I don't need to, and just not even thinking about what everyone's doing, what this person's doing. Sometimes um, you just want to hit the ball. Yep. I I definitely I I I will admit that I've been in that place a little bit recently. Like I haven't felt like a big need to get into free play or work on training packs. Like I haven't even been playing ranked that much. Like I just want to go into casual games, not yeah, care and chase after the ball. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's definitely where I've been. Okay. So let's, let's, um, let's go a different direction then. Cause champ three is no joke. Like I know you said that you said you don't, you don't think that you're very good. And I, I want to give you some credit because champ three is good. Um, so what do you feel like you did that got you to where you're at? Like what, what skills have you accumulated over the past few years that puts you in a place where you can solidly be champ three on a consistent basis? I would say, um, oh man. Not like the too flashy of mechanics, but um, I feel like I've learned the necessary ones. Um, all things to recover from walls, like flipping in and like your nose just like go straight to the wall and then you bounce off and you're like, oh, what am I doing? I'm just floating here now. Um, I've kind of figured out how to keep my card rounded. Um, I would say one thing that's helped me this this past year um, was definitely learning a roll left this winter. Mm. I was so up until I hit champ two, um, I was only using normal roll, mm-hmm. and uh, started seeing videos about you know you should be learning roll left or roll light right or um, directional roll. And um, basically, I I had the time in the winter because everything was online. I wasn't going anywhere. It didn't work. Um, I put aside like a month and just grinded it out in rings maps and the pillars map. And um, I'd say after three weeks, I was able to control my car with it and mm-hmm. keep it afloat for like ever if I wanted to. And I'd say since then, I've been slowly, slowly approaching mastery of air roll left. I have not quite learned air roll right, but I would say um, air roll left has definitely taken my control in the air from like a decent level to like, like just up there, just next level. Really? It's, it's, it's helped a lot. Yeah. I think once I what actually do you feel learned, like it's helped with. Um, being able to get the correct angles off of like wall hits. Mm. Um, I've actually had a lot easier time with double taps for sure. For sure. That's one of the easier shots now. And it was one of my hardest shots. <laughs> like, mm. I could not hit a double tap to save my life before I learned arrow left. And now I'm hitting them pretty consistently in some crazy angles too. Like, like their backboard, like upper right corner, like by, like by the actual corner, like some crazy angles. But so, did you did you practice those on like custom training maps as well? Like, were you practicing them otherwise than just like in ring maps? What else were yeah, you doing? Yeah, so I basically started with with the ring maps and the obstacle courses and whatnot. Just you know, learning how to keep my car afloat and direct my car through these rings, through these obstacles and stuff. And once I got pretty decent with controlling um, my car through these rings, um, that's when I started putting them into custom training packs. I found a, actually one of the videos that I was watching about aerial left had an aerial left training pack. So I was just, it was just aerial shots with aerial left and then some off the wall and some off the ceiling and even some just barely off the ground. And um, I just grinded that out for a couple weeks, and pretty soon I was doing it in game. So you have spent some time in training, then. 
Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I'd say it it, it definitely comes in waves for sure. Yeah. What do you think starts those waves for you? Um, times like these. Uh, basically, I would say once I started listening to this podcast, and um, you know, just having so. <laughs> Don't mean to sidetrack this, but basically what I do for a job is uh, I work at a cemetery and I just cut grass. Oh, wow. Most of the okay. day. So that's that's why I listen to the podcast because that's what I do for eight hours a day. <laughs> sit in the sun. I mean, so I started listening to the podcast. I'm listening to all these guests you're having on and it's like, wow, like this is really like making me want to play. This is really making me want to get good. And I'm uh-huh. hearing about all these experiences with people in college esports and um just content creation and just literally everything and i'm just like wow like i really want to get on the game so i just i just crave being able to be home play the game and it just it just hasn't been working out yeah but like yeah these times where i get super motivated to play the game or to learn something um that's when these waves of training come. So I can definitely see it coming soon if I have time. <laughs> right. But um, other than that, yeah, that, that's basically all. Okay. I find, I find that really interesting. Like hearing from different people, what kind of gets them in to the zone of like wanting to improve. Cause it's, it's so different for everybody. And oh, yeah. I, I think, you know, I hear a lot, people talk about, oh, I listen to your podcast while I'm in free play or, you know, I, I listen to it while I'm working on X, Y, Z. And I, I really enjoy, if anything, like the fact that uh, this helps people get enthusiastic, more enthusiastic about spending some time in training uh, makes me feel good because, you know, I, it's, it's this weird um, phenomenon that, people want to quote unquote rank up, but they, they just want to rank up by playing games where if they spent some time learning, like after you spent that time learning air roll left, did you feel like you were more comfortable in games than you were before you had that ability and that extra like skill in your tool belt? Oh yeah. I felt like I was genuinely better at Rocket League after learning air roll left. So then if you were if you were going to go back to the drawing board and add another thing to your reservoir of things that you were getting better at, what do you think like the next thing that you would add to the list would be? Um I would probably have to go with ground ground play and ground control. I've never really set aside time to, you know, finish a um, dribbling challenge map or you know really just sit in free play and dribble the ball on my car like even at lower ranks I somehow just I honestly I don't even remember I just somehow remember just being able to dribble the ball in my car yeah and oh. like just like that it I'd say dribbling just came really quickly and really easily for me but I would say it's it's nowhere near to being really good like, have you have you ever finished the dribble overhaul map no, I haven't. Oh wow! I don't even think I played that one. It's it's like the original main dribbling map. Okay. You've never have nope. have you ever even tried it? I don't believe so. Oh, that's so fascinating. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, once you get the time, or ever if you ever get like the the spirit moves you to try that map, I'd be very intrigued to see how it goes for you. I will definitely do that. Because, I mean, there's, I've, the first time I tried that with an actual timer, I just, I, I hadn't even like, there's, you can go through it casually and just like do levels over and over again and, and whatnot. And it doesn't keep track of your time. It doesn't keep track of like how many times you die or whatever. Yeah. But the first time I tried to go all the way through, I hadn't even finished all the levels. It took me six hours. I remember you saying that in one, in one or two of your other episodes. Yeah, I was. I am much better than I am. I I'm much better now than I was the first time I tried it. I actually tried it maybe like five or six months ago, and it only took me an hour to get through it. So I wow. reduced my time significantly. Wow. 
Um, and I feel like if I tried it now, I'd probably do a little bit better. But I, I will tell you that um, working on my ground game in terms of just being able to like catch the ball effectively uh, and then flicking the ball on a consistent basis, like taking actual possession of the ball, going a little bit and then flicking it or setting myself up for a good 50-50 against my opponent, like a good challenge, completely changed how I play the game and made me feel so much more confident in in my game as well. Um, and I would say that I was very similar to you where like I like being in the air. I like going for aerials. Yeah. Um, I'm much more attuned to that stuff. And being able to like get under the ball, catch it and take possession of it has created a lot more opportunities for me across like multiple games. So uh, I would, I would definitely recommend doing that, even though it's quote unquote more of like a ones thing, it, it helps in threes for sure. Or especially in twos as a twos. Player. Yeah. Yeah. That would, that would be huge. I would say, because of my lack of training and ground control, I would say a lot of times what happens to me is I'll catch the ball in my car and then I'll use that next two seconds, two to three seconds, and just be tunnel visioning, like just focusing on where the ball is in my car and just mm. trying to keep it there, you know? Yep. And yeah. then by the time I get it to where I want it to be, it's off my car. Somebody's pushed me. Yeah. <laughs> you can't see him. Right. So there's... There's a couple of things to that. I think for one, just being able to like do that uh, almost, I'm going to say like blind, uh, you know, I guess as a baseball player, maybe thinking in like, as you're getting started being a baseball player, you might have to watch your hand go into your glove to pull out the ball, to throw it to first base or second base or wherever you're trying to get it to. Like yep. before you can throw it, you have to look in your glove because you don't have the coordination of just getting your hand in your glove. And then by the time you're at where where you're at, I'm guessing yeah. if you're playing, not watching <laughs> after after years of playing baseball, you know, you can be already looking at the base where you're going to throw it and then throw it there without having to watch every little thing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So like yeah. now I'm at a point where I can line my car up and it's not perfect, right? I'm no, I'm no Ranny. Um, but at least like I can line my car up and take a second to analyze where people are at or see that a ball is coming to me, then take a second to like, see if I have the time to start a possession and then line my car up. Like I've gotten to the point where I can do all of those things and then kind of prepare whatever I'm going to do next. Whereas, you know, I can remember a day where I would have to like watch the ball the entire time land on my car and then still not confidently know exactly what I'm going to do with it when it got there. Yep. And I, I feel like for me, when it comes to ball control, one thing that I learned uh, and this might happen to you is, you know, when I think of dribbling, I think of getting the ball on top of my car and then carrying it along and then eventually flicking the ball. But I mean, as a champ three, people are getting to you so quickly because the games are faster that I would say maybe six times out of 10, if you're trying to carry the ball on top of your car it just gets pinched off of your car in the other direction. Yeah, for sure. So one thing that I've started doing is keeping it, keeping myself behind the ball. And if I have an opportunity to scoop it up onto my car, then I'll do that, go for a flick. But if somebody's too close, I'll catch it, let it go to the ground, and then prepare for a 50-50. And a lot of people in my rank right now, I'm like, I'm like right on the cusp of champ three, in threes um i'm at like 13 i think i lost a couple games so i'm at like 1380 or excuse me like 1281 or 1290 somewhere right around there um like people don't know very well how to challenge like a low 50 yeah or uh it's very easy to beat people with those 
Um, so I just try to do that as often as I can. I, and I can usually at least get one person out of the play doing that. So looking into something like that helped me a lot. And I would be curious to see how you would be able to add that to your game as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely want to attack some ground play and I, I like want dribbling and, you know, the simplest flicks and everything to just be second nature, be muscle memory. Yeah. I just don't even want to have to think about it. It, it almost feels sometimes to me like I'm still trying to learn, uh, you know, the fancier flicks, like three quarter flicks, uh, things of that nature. And I still can't really do them. And I know that eventually, well, I assume that if I spend enough time, they would get there. And it just seems like it's so far off for me right now. Uh, yep. So. I mean, every uh, mechanic seems that way. Every little thing in this game seems like, oh, it's going to take so long. And then when you just put the time to it, it just eventually it'll just click, you know? I, I appreciate you saying that. So let me ask you this, because again, as a champ three player, as you were improving or just like starting to play the game, do you feel like now you've gotten into a place where you be, and maybe it's just because of the lack of time you don't spend as much time training. So like when you had more time, were you training or as like you were starting newer in the game, were you spending more time in free play or custom training? Or do you feel like you learned a lot of what you learned in from actually playing games? Like where did you gain your skills? I would say it's about, I would say it's about 50-50 with training and from games. Um, when I was about gold, I would say is when I first saw videos of like Jazer just spinning and doing these insane things that you couldn't even imagine yourself doing with a car. And um, I was like, dang, like I want to I wanna be able to do that someday. And then I just seeing like these more simpler shots, like ceiling shots and air dribbles. And at gold, I was in um, training packs on PS4 trying to do air dribbles and ceiling shots. And I would say um, by the time I was platinum two, platinum three, I could probably do a ceiling shot and an air dribble consistently. And um, that just carried over. And so, like I said about training, how it kind of comes in waves for me. Um, after that point in Gold 3 or whatever, when I was doing those those training packs, I didn't train much until until Diamond 3, probably. I game-sensed... I wouldn't say game-sensed. I learned and played games all the way up from Plat 1 to Diamond 3. And that's when I started training again was Diamond Three because I knew it, it. I knew it would take a little bit more to get higher than where I was. So you could kind of feel at that point that you were going to need something different to give you the kick over the wall. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Huh. So you said something about air dribbles. Like, how would you say that you're pretty? Is that off the ground or off the wall? How is your how are your ball handling controls along those lines? I would say I'm nowhere near like is it gainer or gainer? Uh, you the know guys those guys can do all the all the air dribble for like years if they uh, wanted yeah, to. Uh-huh. You know, I would say nowhere near that. But off of any wall, any corner, I could. I could pop the ball off the wall and go for an air dribble. And if it's from my side, I could probably make the air dribble all the way to the other side. But um, the the ground the the ground to air dribbles were a little bit tougher for me to get down. I would I still wouldn't even say I'm completely consistent on them mm-hmm. because there's still the times where you're you're it's it's hitting the ground, it's bouncing up, and then you're gonna jump into it, and then your car goes a little bit right, or your car goes a little bit left, and it's like, oh shoot, now what do I do? And <laughs> it just it just kind of flies away from you, or it goes behind you, or you know. I feel that is that is the one thing that I am working on right now that 
I, I feel like I'm slowly gaining some improvement and it's still a pretty big struggle for me. Like I, I think my biggest struggle and I, I'd be curious to hear uh, if you struggle or if you have ex any experience with this, like my biggest issue right now that I'm noticing is uh, momentum. Like I will give myself too much mm -hmm. forward momentum when I'm going for an aerial or when I'm trying to start like a, uh, a air dribble from the ground. And then I'll end up too low on the ball. And so I might hit the ball up and my car mm -hmm. will keep going forward and I'll just leave it behind the ball yeah. that is. Um, and I, I do that a lot. Like, do you, do you kind of know what I mean by that? I, I know exactly what you mean. Yep. Um, one thing I'd ask you is, uh, do you use any sort of directional arrow? I do. You do? Yeah. I use, I've been using arrow left. I actually have arrow yeah. left and arrow right bound on my controller. Um, let me ask your question with another question. Do you only use arrow left? Like, do you have normal arrow bound at all still, or is it yes, only arrow yes. left? I use, I use normal arrow for the minute um, adjustments, especially, like, I would say, it's the only thing I use for recoveries. So if I'm jumping off a wall or something, I'm only using normal air roll. I, I think that's just the easiest to make the quickest adjustment. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, for certain things, I'll hold down square, which is my, my air roll left bind, um, and recover that way. But a lot of times I'll just forget that I'm not using normal air roll and I'll just land turtle. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's I I have air roll right bound too, um, and I've been dabbling a little bit into it, but mm -hmm. not fully putting in time to it. No. Yeah, I I have them both bound. Uh, I use air roll left primarily, um, and I've been using. So I I was away for a week, and it's always weird when you come back to something like Rocket League, uh, because without even trying like new habits form. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Like when I left, I was playing a lot differently uh, because I had just kind of noticed some things in my game and I went away for a week. Well, like almost 10 days, eight, nine, 10 days. And then when I came back, the game just felt so much slower to me, but it's, it's really just the same. And now I think the break just kind of equalized the the speed for me and so it feels a lot more normal um and i've been using air roll left for a lot of things that i would normally use just air roll for excuse me yeah so like when i'm coming off of a wall normally i would maybe use air roll left for that or excuse me air roll for that but now i'm using air roll left and maybe sometimes when i would use air roll i use air roll right when it's just like a little bit of a spin that i need so that's been like the time that I've been putting into getting more familiar with those things just kind of became more natural for me. Mm -hmm. um, I would I would say those those habits come with like learning it too because I remember like going into games after you know finally being able to control myself for the real left. I was I, I I don't think my thumb ever left square to be honest with you. And that's what you yeah 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 because square is my. Um, ball cam so when you said square i was oh like, interesting yeah i have <laughs> so i have ball cam on square and then triangle is arrow left circle is arrow right <laughs> and then air normal arrows on l1 but that's pretty typical yeah so i'm curious as somebody that is uh in champ um and I've been I've been finding more and more of this. Like I think that we have a decent number of diamond players or lower champ players in the Discord. If if somebody were to come to you or or pipe up in the Discord about wanting to improve, get better, uh, what would what would like some general advice be uh, that you would give for somebody that's wanting to get out of like the plat diamond range? Um. I mean, 
a lot of a lot of um, lower. I don't I don't mean to say lower. But, you know, those early stages, early ranks. Um, one thing I've noticed is a lot of those players like to just vaguely say like, "Oh, I wanna I wanna just get better," you know, um, or like, "Oh, I wanna get better air mechanics," or you know, whatever. And the one thing I would say is have a goal. Definitely just have a goal. Have a specific thing that you want to get to. By get to, what do you what do you mean? Like, be a little more specific on that. I would say if this goal is a rank, um, then you you just I would say if so, you're saying your goal is you want to get out of this rank or you want to get to this rank. I would say. You know, you just gotta put in the time in those areas of play that are necessary for that rank. What do you feel like are the biggest differences between like a diamond two player and a champ one player? Oh man. There is no See, right or wrong that's, answer for that's this. Tough I'm just curious. Because, <laughs> because my I have I have friends who are above me in rank that I play with, and I have a friend who's down in like flat. Mm -hmm. I have nowhere in between flat and champ. Um, no friends in between flat and champ. So, um, if you were gonna tell your plat friend how to improve, what do you? What are the things that you see in his game that you're like? If you just did this, <laughs> you would get better. Uh, or you, like. These are the things that you could take the time on to improve that would that would like get you to move forward. I mean, definitely for him, I would tell him to go on a free play and hit the ball and keep hitting the ball and try and go up for it quicker and try and read balls off of corners and different bounces and whatnot and just, you know, just keep playing free play. Because I would say that's, I mean, for my, my plat friend, I would say that's the biggest thing that gets him is there's a ball that goes up in the air and he's like just sitting underneath it and then he just kind of like reverses. Mm. And then just, he just doesn't really know what to do or isn't really understanding what's happening next, with like where the ball is going. And um, yeah, I would just say consistently being able to read bounces and read, um, e even if like, even if he can't get up to them super quickly, like fast aerial, you know, because mm -hmm. that's something that happens when you get up in the champ and stuff is being able to get to those reads quicker. Yeah. Uh, I would just say him knowing wh what the ball's doing, when the ball's doing what, um, is already going to put him ahead of his opponents. Is that something that you practice in free play? I would say, say that's something that, comes to you after just playing free play a lot is just hitting the ball around and it it'll eventually like you'll be getting all these different bounces and you'll see those same bounces in games and you'll be like oh i know that this is going here and it just sort of like comes to you kind of like practicing a mechanic will eventually become muscle memory like this is just it's sort of the same thing except in your brain you know yeah I think I think what you're saying there is really interesting because uh, a lot of people will hear the advice or give the advice of just, you know, go into free play and hit the ball around. And I don't really think it's ever taken to the next level of really pay attention to the bounce afterwards, like try and hit that bounce a little bit faster than you normally would try and go for that ball a little bit faster than you normally would. Um, because that is, that's kind of where the rubber meets the road of, mm -hmm. of getting better is finding those little nooks and crannies that are really awkward and then making them not so awkward for you anymore. Yep. Just like, I don't know if you ever heard, um, people talking about it in car control videos or talk about blackout moments. Yes. Like finding those and, and then figuring out like what to do with your controls to 
keep yourself in the air. Like if you have a blackout moment, you're going towards the ground. What can you do to turn it around? You know, focusing on those pinpoint little, little adjustments. I've actually talked to a buddy of mine about this that, uh, unfortunately plays Rocket League on the Switch. No, no offense <laughs> to Rocket League Switch players. I'm glad that you're playing the game. And it is, is it the most optimal way to play the game? No. So I, I'm sorry for being a hater. Uh, and I'm glad that you're playing the game. So uh, sorry about that. And uh, anyways, uh, I, I talked to him about free play and just how important it is to, and I, I feel like I've done this before and it even just, it took me even sometime in the past, like three or four months to realize that. And I, I'm, I'm curious if this is what you've done in free play, that the thing that really threw me off in games is when I was going like up and down the field and the ball was going left and right. Like I couldn't line those up. I couldn't get those reads. Or if I was like coming towards the ball as it was going off a sidewall, those reads I really struggled with. And Mm -hmm. those are not easy shots to necessarily set up in free play. Because usually when somebody says go into free play and hit the ball, where are you going to hit the ball? You're going to hit the ball straight because they just say like, yeah, they just say hit the ball. Mm -hmm. So what really benefited me was when I started hitting the ball on a angle, not directly in line with where I was heading, or I would hit the ball really hard and then move into a different angle to create like a more challenging shot for myself Yeah, to set up some of those reads that are a bit more complicated. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like reading the ball off walls and things of that nature came pretty naturally to you? Yes, I would say so. And I would say, um, I would say it has to do with baseball and just see, I mean, I, I, I'm not saying that the Rocket League physics are the same as real life physics and whatnot, but I'm just, I, I feel like I just understand how the ball moves or I'd I'd say it just came naturally that way. What, what position do you play? I am a catcher. Oh, that mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Like you're used to like reading the speed and angle of a ball on a consistent yep. basis. And the, I mean, something that doesn't apply to Rocket League at all is the spin. So like if my buddy is on the mound and he throws a curveball, I can usually, I mean, of course, I'm, I'm knowing that the curveball is coming. Because that would, that'd be terrible if I didn't. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I can also I can see where the ball is out of his hand, and I can see the spin on this ball. And I've also caught for these guys plenty of times in the past, and I know how their their breaking ball moves. And basically, I can I can I can basically predict where that's where this ball is going to land, and I can yeah. have my glove there, and that's where the strike is going to be. Yeah. And you're also, uh, you know, aware of like, just you're, you're used to positioning yourself in such a way with, a with a moving ball that you have mm-hmm. like that natural skill to adjust to things and yeah. notice little this dude, this is, oh my gosh, this is just blowing my mind right now because <laughs> One thing that I noticed in the past six months that I'm that I really struggled with was like if a ball goes straight up in the air in Rocket League, like it might like it very rarely is a ball going to go straight up. Right. So it might Mm -hmm. be going towards your net, but then also towards your corner, just like reading those little minute angles is something that I struggled with so much. And I really had to focus on reading, being very intentional about reading the ball in in its very minute movements but because of your background like that is just something you do naturally like if there's a pop-up above home plate like it has that's basically in my eyes very similar to like an aerial going up there's it's not going to go straight up Mm -hmm. and right down into your glove like you will have to make those minor adjustments and that's exactly what you're doing yep i mean 
pop up at home plate can literally be anywhere behind home plate. Yeah. And the funny thing about those is those have backspin. So I would say um, I also know basically what the ball does while it's in the air is it it's spinning backwards. So it's actually going back towards uh, in play. So I sort of know that the ball is going to be moving back towards the field. Wait, back towards the field, like trying mm-hmm. to go into so, play? Yeah, so if a kid hits one straight up in the air and it, and it starts and it's back behind home play a little bit, it's going to come back almost towards the pitcher's mound. Mm. But it, like, it, it, won't, it won't go like that far. Like yeah. it'll, it'll move barely, but it'll it like its spin will take it that way, yeah. like in that direction. Yep. So not only do you have the skill to like – quickly anticipate and understand where the ball is going uh you also have the background knowledge of what to expect and how to use that to your advantage mm-hmm. that's yeah i'd say so that is fascinating to me that just i mean that just blows my mind like i i always think about how um different people like for instance sunless khan uh had a career as a video editor and worked in video production for a long time and that skill you know really catapulted him into content creation mm-hmm. uh you are a baseball player that watches baseballs fly through the field at all different kinds of angles and speeds and oh, yeah. and different projections and that just naturally I mean, and obviously the physics are a little bit different, but at the same time, you're very used to quickly getting an eye for how a ball is flying through the air. Oh, for sure. Especially, I would say, even just hitting in baseball, which is ridiculously hard as it is. Yeah. Just being able to react to a moving ball like that quickly. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. like, how how fast are kids throwing fastballs in, um, in your leagues? Today we face a um, a kid who recently just graduated. He was throwing eighty eight miles per hour. Good God, mm-hmm. that has to, I yeah. I mean, you have such little time to react to that. Mm-hmm. That's yep. crazy, and it, I I would assume that you feel like that helps you. That has correlated to you being a little bit more successful with some things oh, in rocket sure. league. For sure. That's fascinating. I feel like that that little bit of being able to read the balls like we were just talking about, I feel like that came to me way more naturally than it has to other people, other wow. players. That's so interesting. That's not even something that I would ever think about, but it makes it makes so much sense. Huh. That's cool. So if you if you had to say as you're going into college, do you think Rocket League is something that you're going to try and pursue in college more? Yes, I believe so. And um, I'd say the main reason for that is Canada, as of right now, is about six months behind us in COVID progression. And I just found out literally last week that most of my classes are going to be online again next year. So I know I'm going to be having time. And I also know that um, my visa basically for Canada, which is called a study permit. Yeah. um, It also doesn't allow me to work, which is, which kind of sucks, but also I'm just going to be having a lot of time to do whatever I want with it. So, and I'm, I'm actually really hoping that there is some sort of esports in Canada or at the school I'm going to. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm actually, that's one of the things I'm really looking forward to is not just going to school to play video games, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to using some of this extra time that I get to really develop my rock league skills. Yeah. Well, and, and here's the thing, like along with what your parents said, whether it's an interest for you or not, or evolves into one, uh, you know, starting an organization, if the school doesn't already have one, that's, that can really be a launching point for a career that quite frankly is becoming more and more viable as things get reason. Like if you start a, an organization 
at your university for esports mm-hmm. or just Rocket League, like, you know, that's that's no joke. Um, so that that could be really beneficial for you yeah. as well in yeah. the long run. My parents have always been like the oh, if there isn't if there isn't something that you like, then start it. You know. Yeah. And I mean, I've thought about it. I've been pretty ambitious with my interests in high school, at least. I've uh, I almost started a small business on building computers, but didn't really work out again. Just have time or money. Yeah. <laughs> so, sure. yeah. Well, I will, I will be interested to see, uh, what kind of situation you land in there and, uh, oh, for sure. how, how it goes for you. I, I'm sure no matter what it will, it will go very well. Do you think, do you have aspirations of, of hitting SSL eventually? Like, do you, are you, are you aiming for the top of the mountain? I, I am. Yes. I really hoping that someday I will, I will get there. Yep. Yeah. You and me both. I would, I would certainly <laughs> at least get a little bit closer than I am now. I want to hit GC for the first time. I was three games away at one point this season. Ugh. <laughs> the the roller coaster of ranked. Yep. Gets you every time. Okay. Well, I think I'm going to start winding things down now. Um, so per usual, we'll do it the same way. Uh, do you have Do you have any final thoughts for the infinite boost? audience um i would say that the thought of training um and it being such a long process is only long in that in that thought when you actually start training you actually start getting into it and then you see these improvements over time you'll feel like oh it hasn't even been that long and i'm starting to get good at this you know Whoa. I would say you just gotta cut with the with the BS. Sorry, excuse that. But <laughs> that's fine. But uh but uh you just gotta cut it and just just start. If you have the time, just start. Just go for it. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Where can people find you on the internet? Oh boy. I mean I'm not a very popular person on the internet, but I on Twitch, I am Limerito. Um, I don't have a YouTube or a Twitter or anything like that. You're not even on Twitter? No. no oh, wow. I All right. Mostly I'm just, you know, teenager on Instagram, and I just started a Twitch because I was like, what else am I going to do while I'm <laughs> online, you know? Yep. Fair enough. Well, uh, I mean, you are all also in the Discord, in yep. in my discord so uh at least show him some love for uh helping me out and helping you guys out by having another episode uh but i'll be sure to give give me make sure you give me your twitch profile so i can i can uh make sure to put that in the show notes as well at least oh for sure cool and then uh a question for the audience oh man you see if i'd have known that this was happening tonight i would have figured one out earlier if I had known this was happening tonight, then, um, I mean, I wouldn't have had, figured it out for you, but, uh, oh, man. I, I wouldn't have believed you at the start of the day that we would be doing this right now. Um, I guess we'll just continue on the self-improvement, um, lane here. I would say, what is one thing in your gameplay that you know needs improvement, but you were too stubborn to actually get in training and get in there and do something about it? Nice. You love to see it. Cool. Mm-hmm. Great question, though. I think I think that would be an excellent conversation starter for our Discord server. Yes. So let's see some answer, answers in the chat. Let's get it going. And let's let's fix some holes in our Rocket League game. Come on, people. Let's get it together. Well, um, Liam, this was such a pleasant surprise. Uh, again, I really appreciate you uh, sending me the kind words about the podcast. I'm glad that you are enjoying it. Um, yeah, and thank you for, at the last minute, 
responding to my uh, message and being willing to hang out with me for a little while. Yeah, no, thank you very much for this opportunity. I would have never expected to be doing this at uh, 10.59 p.m. on a Tuesday night. So You just got to be ready for anything, right? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, really loving the podcast, and I'm just really happy I got on here to talk some Rocket League with you. Yeah, so... Uh, this is a good show. If you have ever thought about sending me a message and have been hesitating, first of all, this is a great show that I answer my messages. I always try to respond to people because it's just a nice thing to do and I appreciate people taking the time to talk with me. And you never know what could happen. And is this ever going to happen again? I don't know, but it could. And it could be you. We'll just Stars have to... Line, maybe. Yep. We'll, we'll just... We'll just have to see. We never know. But uh, thank you again. This was fun. I really appreciate it. You helped me out and you helped out the entire Infinite Boost audience by making sure that we have something uh, for literally tomorrow or today, I guess. <laughs> so thank you for that. And as always, thank you so much for the boost. My pleasure.